This is the Come Up Top of Your Game, a business and lifestyle podcast published twice monthly. Uh, Carmen and I have a background in finance and more. And uh, my name is Michael and uh, the podcast founder and host, Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing? Just fine. Great, great. My new, new for 2023. We are ready out the gate and we're going video. Video. <laughs> Just in time for our guest this morning, Shamari Giles. Uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us on the Come Up Top of Your Game. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Very nice to meet you. Yes. So, um, Today, the topic is about uh, no more GoFundMe, understanding the power of insurance. But I want to start back mm -hmm. because you have a background in uh, banking and lending. Mm -hmm. And tell us about tell us about that. Tell us about your career and, uh, you know, how did you like it or not uh, all those years? 15 years, right? Yes. Yes. I've been in banking and finance the whole time. I uh, started off as a teller working for, at that time, it was called Charter One. Then they became citizens over time. Uh, so I was a teller there, worked my way up to becoming a personal banker, you know, working for Flagstar Bank. That's the next place I went to. And then after that, transitioned into post-closing department. So I started learning all the background and what it takes to make sure that mortgage documents and those packages before the bank buys them, that everything is correct, you know, according to applicable state and federal laws. And then um, after that, I wound up going into the lending department for a credit union. And then I learned all the loan side of things when it comes to consumer lending and some of it in commercial as well, too. So I've covered a lot of spectrum in terms of main financing that, you know, the general populace you explores. And if it's one thing if I, I would say I took away from it, you know, working in corporate America, it's just seeing <laughs> you see what really goes on you know you know you, you see the facade of what you're told in public what sounds good right you know for but what's really happening how the deals are really made you know when the deals are actually made compared to putting out there of the idea the idea of um quote equal opportunity so to speak so i think that that's one of the biggest things that i took from that is that understanding the game the game of finance and how it works how a lot of people believe it or not even in some of our more educated sectors still have not understood basic finance. And I've watched how that lack of understanding created so many problems in their personal life, whether it be through their spouse, uh, their relationship, their children, whether they're adults or not. I've been in scenarios where I pretty much have to counsel people on both ends, not just on the financial aspect and how to go about things in a more strategic way that's going to be an advantage to them, but also helping them be able to keep their relationship together and how to think about things in a way to work it out. So when I saw these two components still heavily uh, being um, almost dismissed, you know, in today's, even though we have the internet and all this information, our fingertips, that's what put me in a position where I was like, you know what, maybe I can help do something about this. And that's what kind of sprung my consulting career from there. Well, it's very interesting because, of course, Carmen and I do have a background in banking and finance, too. So I'm, I was really anxious to hear your take after 15 years um, because I have... 32 years of history to think about too. And some of the things were uh, very similar. Even, yes, 30 uh, years with me. Yeah. And yes, some of even, the things- Even worked at some, one of the same banks that you worked at. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so, it's um, you said you touched on something. When you're a banker, you're wearing so many different hats. 
-hmm. like you said, you had to co um facilitate a couple and you know just different things. You gotta you gotta teach them. You gotta be their psychiatrist. You're their counselor. <laughs> yeah. There you you are like their personal what what you call it fraud detector. You gotta detect the fraud. You gotta mm -hmm. tell them what's right from wrong. You gotta mm -hmm. guide them to their loan and finance. So mm -hmm. you're doing everything. You're like wearing so many different hats. I mm -hmm. see so you have a degree in finance from Wayne State University. Um, what are you doing differently now that you have your company? Um, and and what's the name of your company? My company is Enigma, Enigma Force Consulting. Enigma? Enigma. Yes. Oh, Enigma. Okay. E-N-I-G-M-A. Enigma Force Consulting. What are you doing differently now that you didn't do at those financial institutions? Well, now because I don't have the constraints of working for a company, I'm able to just be completely honest and free with people to let them know <laughs> what uh -huh. how this, this matrix works, mm -hmm. basically. So... If you ever seen the movie The Matrix, I parallel a lot of my uh, themes or consultation after that. You know, if you watch the movie, you know, Morpheus was the one who was guiding Neil to help him wake up and understand the prison that he's been living in, the prison for his mind that most people are in and don't even realize. Like, you know, something's wrong, but you can't tell what it is and you're not sure. And it's not something you really can talk about because most people are not really ready to be cognitive enough or uh, responsible enough to have those kind of conversations. So when they come to me, I like it where it's like, I'm just here just to tell you the truth. It's up to you what you decide to do with that. And I do it in various methods tailored to that individual because everybody thinks differently. So I think that's where my my basis of human behavior analysis and psychology comes in because, you know, being in this field, we have to be a master of understanding people. That's the only way we can be, actually be able to facilitate the services that we're offering them by understanding how they think in a way that they're going to be able to receive it. So I've been able to sharpen that tool, just being in banking. And this is what separates me from everybody else. I think mainly because to a degree, I impose morality. In a capitalist society, morality is not imposed. But that's kind of the, the that's kind of the talking out of both sides of, of the mouth, because if you try to move morality from it, only but only place it in terms of when it's trying to keep you in the box. And that's kind of the issue. So now that's part of that system of control. So I hope people understand that, you know, it's adversarial and it's predatory. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, unless you're going to live off grid or something like that, then, you know, there's really no way around it. But what you can do is distance yourself as your dependence on it as much as possible. If you understand how the game works and play it a particular way, knowing that it is predatorial and it is adversarial. So that's what kind of separates me because most people won't do that. So that brings us, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, that brings us. I'll just to think our, of the backlash, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to our topic. Um, your topic is no more GoFundMe, mm -hmm. understand the power of insurance. And this is 2023. So um, tell us a little bit about why you picked that topic. Well, because, and I'm sure, you're, you know, if you're on any kind of social media, every time you turn around, you know, somebody passed more often than none. You see somebody putting up a GoFundMe just to cover burial expenses. Mm -hmm. I mean, burial expenses, you know, on average is about eight grand, you know, generally, you know, and of course, with inflation and things going up, it's going to probably start getting more than that over time. But it's still just interesting in 2023 that we have all this financial literacy tools that's available to us. 
I mean, our phones are literally computers, handheld computers, yes. and people are still not looking up or trying to find out what's the best way of getting ahead. And some of them are also being led astray because you got all these, quote, influencers out here, and they're only doing things in a way that's kind of skewed so they can be at a profit and not really actually helping people. So you're kind of taking advantage of people's ignorance. So in this case, and I wanted to read this here, and this one makes it interesting because GoFundMe, of course, they make a lot of money based off of the transaction. But, of course, and they're one of the most largest popular fundraising sites. So it says more than 125,000 memorial fundraisers are created on its site, and more than $330 million is raised every year. Mm. Think about that. Wow. Every year. This is how much money is flowing through them. The majority of funeral fundraisers are millennials who have taken the platform as well as pay for final expenses. Nearly 20% of Adele's age 20 to 39 said that they have used the internet to raise money for funeral-related arrangements, compared to 4% of adults age 40 and older. So it's going to show that this next generation, it's almost like they have no idea about financial tools and putting things in place. Now, granted, you know, we all live in a black community, so we know talking about death tends to be taboo, but it's still a part of life. It has to be talked about. And one thing I got to give credit to some um, other ethnicities being in banking, they usually be on top of this kind of stuff. There was no, it was the, most of them had living trust set up. They made sure that their legacy is in place so they don't have these kind of issues or even the fact of when it comes to dividing assets after they pass, you know, then you got, you know, a civil war breaking out because none of these things wants to be talked about, even though what's going to happen. So when I say no gun go fund me, it's more so just talking about the fact that a lot of people don't understand the power of insurance, even just from a term. So the cost of life insurance, in this case, if we looked at a term, a recent survey uh, for Americans expected cost for term insurance, specifically $250,000 for, let's say, a healthy individual 30 years old. Over half the respondents estimate that policy would be greater than $500 annually, when the average cost is much, around, much more closer to around $170. For a two hundred fifty thousand dollar life and life term, and that's policy. for the year. That's an that's, annual cost. That's for the year. That's for the wow. year. So that's affordable. Just that's if we look at how much it costs to go out to eat on a date. That's maybe cutting back on maybe two dates a month. Maybe depending on how you're spending and where you're going out to eat. I mean, if you're going to Roof Chris, you can spend that three times over just going yeah. out to eat. You know what I mean? So it's more so. Why are we not still prioritizing? making sure that we keep our family intact when a passing comes on top of the mental and emotional strain that you're going to experience just dealing with the passing of a loved one and then having to try to keep your mind straight on being able to deal with all the financial aspects on top of if the financial aspects yes. aren't even in place. It, that is yeah. so much. Yes, it is. And I, and I just wanted to bring that up to point people like, look, there's a better way of doing things and let's not wait until it, it actually happens before we start trying to figure out what to do. Getting so ready. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, finish, finish saying. Yeah, I'm saying like, you know, we're waiting to get ready when it's time instead of already being ready for something we yes. know is coming. Yeah. It's going to happen. We just don't know when, but we want to be ready and we want to have things in place when it's cheap compared to at the moment. Now it's going to cost you a little bit more because the risk is already here. So what you, so what you're trying to get our black people to understand or our community to understand that it's better to get life insurance when your child is first born and then continue, you know, keep growing it and making the changes as necessary as they get older. 
Yes. Is that something that you're... Yes, I would definitely advocate for that. But let's just say even if you're coming into this now, you're 25, 30, whatever the case is, it's still never too late to get started. And for the listeners that want to encourage you to, you know, seek out a financial professional that you trust who can help guide you according to your particular situation, because everybody's situation is, is different. And a good financial professional can help you navigate based off your particular situation to be able to meet that need. But it is a need. It's not a want. This is something you have to do. And what, you want to make sure you do it right. What are some of the reasons that you've heard as to why people don't get insurance? Why do people skip by that and wait to that to the very last minute to go to do a GoFundMe thing or or try to get uh, a family member to cover it and all that? You know, take it out of their bank account to try to pay for. Uh, services. What are some of the reasons you've heard over the years? I think it's a couple things. Uh, number one, one of them still comes down to the fact that, you know, we all have different cultural issues. And again, unfortunately, you know, in the black community, yeah. we just don't like talking about death. Like superstitious. Yeah. It's like people are superstitious about yeah. it. If you bring it up, it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. 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 I hear that so much. Like, you're going to attract the death to me. Right. You're not going to do that. Yeah. Not, don't talk about death in my house. You know, yeah. that, that is such that is such a true thing. Nobody wants to acknowledge that we all going to have to go one day. And just like preparing for an auto insurance, you need to prepare for a life insurance. But, you know, people don't want to do that. They are just it's just like the C word, cancer. You said cancer to someone and they just all freak out. Oh, yeah. What do you want to talk about cancer for? Well, it is something that's out there and it's a part of life. Mm -hmm. And we all have cancer cell in our body. It based on what you eat to develop that cancer cell. So, you know, people don't want to talk about things that is important. And your finance insurance is a part of your finance. It's a part of your needs, as you said. We have to add it to our needs. And, mm -hmm. and it's something that is needed, just like our auto insurance is needed. If we drive around with no auto insurance and get in a car accident, then we're going to be driving around with cars looking like um, squash robot. You, know, you, may, you may get away without insurance for a while, but it only takes one accident. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and you're hit, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you're going to end up uh, having to pay out your pocket. Um it, I, yeah. What um, what do you think? Uh, and I know lending is just uh, insurance is just part of it, of a big financial picture. Mm -hmm. What is it that uh, people are missing about finance and money and banking, especially our community? What mm -hmm. are we missing about that? Um, I think that it kind of goes back to even the last question you said, which is for one, if we're not having the conversation. And we can't even get the information because we're already blocking it out. The second mm -hmm. thing is, for us, unfortunately, it's one of those things where because black and brown people have been historically disenfranchised since we even got here, and that's still going on today, it's hard to value something you've never really been taught about or even having the conversations talked about. So when we value more consumerism, you know, clothes, cars, houses, all these different things compared to intergenerational wealth, delaying gratification, trying to build something to at least create some kind of a flow of finance for ourselves compared to being heavily dependent on 
let's say, being a W-2 employee. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but not looking at our skills and what we have to offer and being able to go further than that. That's kind of the issue. So we're kind of boxing ourselves in and a lot of times because we're not willing to step out of our comfort zone, not just in doing something new, but our peers. It could be your peers, could be your family, your friends, whoever. We don't want to look odd or be ostracized for trying to do something that goes against whatever the tradition has been amongst our peers. So we got that issue. So we're kind of close things out because we're not willing to be that pioneer. So then yes. when you look at, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said yes. that's true. Yeah. So when you look at uh, this graph from the um, I looked up for the St. Louis Federal Reserve in 2022, compared to our white counterparts, black and brown people as a whole, the generational wealth gap for us is $957,000 less than our white counterparts. And that's, that's in true. 2022. Mm. So yes. we're a million dollars behind. And there's a whole host of reasons for that, which we all know based off how this system works. But the other aspect, too, is that there's more tools available now, like we're talking about with insurance or different ways for us to start closing some of these wealth gaps. And we're not willing to take a look at that because it's unconventional. And I think that that's really where a lot of the issues come at. We've been brainwashed into constantly being consumers. So it's easy for us to go get a loan. We'd rather borrow. We'd rather be that slave to the lender compared to, OK, how do we become the lender? How do we at least de decrease our de uh, dependence on having to borrow? And paying all this interest out. How do we keep that in our in our own community? How do we recapture those wealth transfers? You know, so this is the conversations. It's very interesting, and and you're you're right on on a lot right. of these yeah. issues. Um, one of the things is I noticed while you were talking is that we usually go after right now, and we're not looking long term, long range. You know, nothing is planned out. Everything is based on today and then getting through today, getting through tomorrow. And there's no long range plan about savings, about cost reductions, about insurance. Everything is so today. Um, those mm -hmm. GoFundMe, what people always run to it, but do they does it has does it always work? No. And have you have you heard about how that works? I've never used it for anything like that before, though. Yeah, I've never understand like yeah. does the it, process. I know so there's many people they run after it, but does it work? You know, I know there's a fee, like a two point nine percent fee, and then they charge you the um they charge like what thirty cents per debit and credit if you yeah. So I understand that portion, but you know how does it really work? Okay, so essentially. And I want to piggyback off of what you said. Um, you're right. That's kind of the thing how, you know, we just get caught up in that consumerism. And a lot of that issue in itself, when we talk about the GoFundMe as an example, a lot of us, it's like it's low hanging fruit. You know, un unfortunately, we as black people, the curse in the, <laughs> our strength is simultaneously our curse now in 2023. We're resilient. That's why we're still here. That's mm -hmm. why we're able to get to where we're at. We've been fighting. We are a warrior race. That's a fact, or we mm -hmm. wouldn't be here, both men and women. The, right. the downside is because we've been in survival for so long, we're passing that into our children. That's all we know is getting through this. We're so in we survival think mode. About tomorrow. We're, we're still, still in survival mode, right? We're still stuck in that. Wow. So we can't even think long-term or in longevity. We didn't have the privilege of that. We just have to hopefully even live that day. 
So now 2023, we haven't been able to start thinking that, okay, we're a lot of us, we're not in its fullness apparent a Jim Crow type situation. So mm-hmm. we have more flexibility. So then we go by just living off the seat of our pants, go fund kind of, you know, it, it, it can be a blessing because, you know, you, you, you set up the profile for the amount of money that you're looking for. You put out a bio, a video, whatever you share on social media. So people are able to give electronically. And of course, GoFundMe takes a piece based off of the of the transaction, not necessarily off the actual pot. Now, a lot, as you can see, a lot of money is flowing through there. So depending on how well they market it and whoever gets a hold of that, it it can work very well, but it's not guaranteed. It doesn't always you know, work. It doesn't always work. So the issue mm-hmm. that you're running is that, let's be honest, most people, if they pass, they usually need to be buried very fairly quickly. So it's like, well, depending on how fast that's going to take place, well, usually within a couple weeks and everything that goes with that, what if you don't raise enough money in that time? You know, so you always run that risk where because now it's t- your time is racing in that moment. So it's like you don't want to be in a situation like that. So somebody's going to have to somebody in the family usually going to have to take out a loan. Somebody's going to have to pull money out of out of their savings account. The, those are some of those last minute emergencies that could have been handled differently if years ago, if they, you know, gotten insurance and prepared for this day. So Shamari, tell me what is it that your company is doing to get our younger generation to understand insurance and want to invest in there? I mean, what is it that you're doing differently? Well, as of right now, I'm still undergoing and creating campaigns to address that issue. But the main thing that I do, because I, for the most part, live, breathe, and eat this type of understanding, I just talk to anybody that I'm open, no matter where I'm at. I can be out shopping. It makes me no difference if I got to weigh in. And I'm able to talk to them where like, hey, let me at least give you information. I'm not trying to sell you anything. And I think that's the biggest piece for me is that, of course, time is money. But I think that if you get the information out there and you plant the seeds, it'll return to you one way or another. So the main thing is that I just try to get people's ear because a lot of it, people are not even getting the information. So they can't even make an informed decision because they don't even know what their options are. So in this case, somebody looks like them. Don't get me wrong. I help anybody. Yes. But of course, my heart is more for my people because we're the ones who are still behind the eight ball. And I got a yes, problem with that. True. So anybody who's willing to hear me out is I get the information to go from there. And a lot of it's just word of mouth and it spreads. But in this year, I'm going to be ramping up my campaigns to try to address more of this. For example, I have a daughter and I recently just uh, did a talk at her school. And I was addressing more about personal development. But I'm going to create a plan to start trying to segue getting into the schools, start at least getting this information to the youth in their high school Mm because they'll be going into the workforce and not too long and start trying to go from there. So that's where I'm at at the moment. And yes, that is an important part of financial literacy. So right now, as you know, the governor did approve um, financial literacy program in the state of Michigan. Mm. So it's a good thing you're doing and you're doing it from your heart. So I say go for it. And, you know. Um, t- you have another question. Oh, no. Um, tell us, um, tell our audience how they can reach you in case they want to get some more information, learn more about insurance, mm-hmm. and you know, talk to you about you know what's your passion. Very well. Well, I can be reached at you can phone, call, or text uh, 586-804-7097. Again, that's 586 Eight zero four seven zero nine seven day or night, 
And I can also be reached through email by enigmaforceinc at gmail.com. So that's E-N-I-G-M-A-F-O-R-C-E-I-N-C at gmail.com. Those are the two primary primary ways that I can be accessed. And I uh, would love to hear from you, even if it's just to answer some questions. The main thing is I look for people where it's like just keep an open mind. And I'll show you everything you need to see, even in black and white. So it's not just hearsay. I'll sh you'll get all the information to know for sure what I'm telling you is true. And this just, is, uh, let me give you the info. This is so amazing. We really wanted to start off 2023 with a blast. And what other way can we start this off? I know. Like very interesting. Literacy. And um, I would even like to uh, do a follow-up, another yeah. interview sometime this year uh, to even go more in-depth. Uh, uh, with you, but you are very well informed and you're passionate about it. And I see you learned a lot uh, in 15 years yes. in financial services. Um, and I'm glad that you're putting this effort into helping people now because it's a jungle out there with all <laughs> these financial services it companies. Is. There's so many and so many options and so many financial products now mm -hmm. and ways that uh, services are being delivered to people. Mm -hmm. There's so much to, to know. Um, almost like technology, it keeps changing and mm -hmm. there's more and more and you got to find out from somebody who knows. So mm -hmm. we appreciate you. Thank you, Shamari Giles. Uh, Thank you. Owner of Enigma Force Consulting. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us on the come up top of your game. You're you're at the top of your game. Yes, Thank you. you sure are. That. You are definitely starting 2023 at the top of your game. Thank you. I look All forward right. to uh, coming back. So whenever you're ready. All right. Well, we thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too.